Episode number six of Wedding Photographers Unite. My name is Andy Buscemi. My name is Neil Urban. And we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. Neil Urban. Andy Buscemi. What's up, man? How's it going? Good. How are you? It's doing pretty good over here. The weather's getting better. It's nice outside. Yeah, the snow is finally starting to melt in Buffalo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's been a long time coming. (laughs) You know, when you walk out of your house and you have like... It's five feet of snow next to you, and it's almost as tall as you are. You know, you're ready for it to leave. I know, I know. Get out of here. That's and we also turned the clocks back, or forward. Uh, yeah. So we have extra daylight, so that means later shooting, which is nice. Yeah. You know, We don't have to schedule everything around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Now it can be uh, pushed back to 7 and 8 o'clock, and summertime shooting around 9 o'clock, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and then actually just uh, coming from WPPI and being mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, and it actually was a nice transition period because we went down there, we had some nice weather, and then we came yeah, back, we and did. it was like, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as like no. when we left. No, I'll take 40 <laughs> after being in the single digits. I'll yeah. take 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Or, or doing uh, or shooting a wedding in mi- minus 15 degree weather. <laughs> oh, like gosh. I did earlier a couple months ago. It was like ridiculous. But they still wanted photos. So yeah. we, so now in that it. situation, did you find an indoor location or did you... Um, so yeah, I mean in that situation... Uh, luckily we did like the bridal party photos and it was just the couple. And they okay. were they were cool with like... Going out, getting a quick shot or two. Mm-hmm. Now, and did then, she have like a shawl or anything? Yes, and okay, she did have a shawl, good. and then and then just heading back in the the limo, like mm-hmm. after a shot or two. Yeah, which is cool because it is nice to still be able to get those shots mm-hmm. as long as they're up for it. So right. uh, that that worked out. So yeah, good. <laughs> Wonderful. So, so yeah, so WPPI, uh, yeah, we both went WPPI. and we have um, some sh- stories to share. And actually, right. you and I have been trying to not talk about it. So that we, so, Neil and I, we actually go through this thing where we're like, dude, let's not talk about this now because then, like, the energy when <laughs> right. we actually talk yeah, about it on the show to talk about. <laughs> won't be there. So, so I actually don't know how you know how, how a lot of your WPPI went. Yeah, you have some idea, but uh, mm-hmm. want to tell how was how WPPI for you? Well, like What's I said you? earlier, my I was only there for 24 hours uh, we weren't going to go but we ended up end up going uh, last minute decision and uh we're, we kind of had a, like a hit list to do we had the people that we want to see we went to the vendors that we want to see um also one of my uh focuses of going is being there for the print competition um viewing the judging and everything it's a great learning experience a lot of people find it boring because it is long um it's dark in the rooms and stuff like that, and there's a lot going on. But I like to sit there and just listen to all the critiques, even if my picture doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. I just like to look look at all the beautiful, wonderful images that pop up and and see what the the top pros have to say about them. Yeah, and that's you know I I had I did not get there in time because mm-hmm. they do all the that, that judging prior to I, I I got there on Monday. So yeah, they, they had were it Saturday Sunday. Okay, mm-hmm. yep, or I got there Sunday night, but right. Um, 
So, yeah, but, you know, what I have heard is that, you know, that's where you get a lot of that information is just getting the actual feedback um, and seeing what scores higher than the other. And, and you know, I guess it's it's scoring is still an arbitrary thing. It right? is. It is. But, they, but do, they do have five judges who are, you know, they're top photographers in the world. And, um, you know, they take the, the average score or something like that. And there are, there are times as to where a score does print kind of low. But if one photographer feels that should have a higher score, they can challenge it, and uh, they have an arg- they can put up an argument of why it should be a higher score. Then they do a revote, mm-hmm. and if the judge, you know, made a point and convinced the judges that it should be scored higher, then they have a chance to do so. But uh, overall, it's it's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah, you know, from my perspective, you know, I'd mentioned on the show before I had I've not submitted to this yet because you know I'm. A little nervous too, okay? Because I do, you know, because I, I feel like I know what some problems are with my photos and everything mm-hmm. like that. However, you know, this being my first WPPI and just walking around and experiencing, looking at the work, which was incredible oh, stuff, yeah. incredible yeah. stuff. Although I did notice a lot of them were non-wedding day oh, um, photos, yeah, you know. and and that's kind of a different situation. Uh, that, uh, but at that, least it's there. You know, you they made a uh, category for non-wedding day mm-hmm. which is great because a couple of years ago they didn't have that it's where you're you know you're working with your bride in a everyday bride kind of thing they're not models or anything like that um you, you're not going to these amazing locations like out of the country kind of thing um so you were competing against photographers who were you know the photographs were from workshops yeah. you know, they had models and everything um so that's what you were competing against in the past but uh, they're, they're kind of restructuring it, and they made its own category as to where you know it's it's more fair now for right. those people who are using images from day of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. that makes it. I was read a little bit about that. Apparently, Jerry Gahonas and Melissa mm-hmm. are yeah, they took run, over. They took over, and that was one yeah. of the changes they made. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. which makes total sense to me. Yeah, you know, I I mean, this is again my first time even really seeing it or experiencing mm-hmm. it, but. That doesn't make sense to me that, you know, you should have that work competing against what yeah. we're actually kind of dealing with on I a know. wedding day. And, you um, know, if they if they look at an image and say, okay, this is not possible, you can't do this on the wedding day, um, they'll actually ask the photographer for proof, mm-hmm. um, whether it's other images from the day, uh, the ceremony coverage kind of thing, or they, sometimes they ask for the raw if they think uh, an image is a composite uh, they'll ask for proof from the, from the wedding photographer, yeah. and you have to show it. And if not, it gets disqualified or it gets moved to another category. Um, and actually, we had one of one of our images. Uh, they thought it was a it was a composite, mm-hmm. so we had to kind of send um, other images uh, from the shoot or and, the uh, other the images and the yeah. raw images. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a good thing. So, but other than that. Um, you know, we saw our vendors. Uh, it's it's awesome to talk to. Like, you know, if you, if one of your album companies is there in person, it's awesome just to see them in person. You you only know these people by yeah. emails, but to shake actually shake their hand, share some laughs, and uh, you know. Yeah, no, it's actually funny that you say that because I use Graphy Studio, mm-hmm. and, and the representative in the Northeast is this uh, Lisa Larkins, and okay. I've had some phone conversations with her. But it was actually nice to go and meet her and Hi. shake her hand I'm like look hey I'm a real person we just spoke on the phone a week ago yeah, you know? and, yeah. then, uh, and then also you know just being able to, to see the different options 
that mm-hmm. are available for, for the books oh, person, because yeah. you know I'm every once I want to try and change things up a little mm-hmm. bit and see what's available and sometimes you know you can order the sample books but sometimes I don't want to spend that money without actually seeing what it's going to look like oh yeah so all the different paper samples too yeah yeah know? and and Graphy has a, a ton of options so it was mm-hmm. uh, very cool and she talked me th- through some different things and yeah. and don't forget um, about the coupon codes. You know, all, all these companies, they usually have coupon codes that you can grab at WPPI and put it towards your account, which is a, which is a good thing, too. So Yeah. Um, then, um, but, yeah, what about uh, any any vendors of um, products that, that kind of stood out to you? Uh, you know, what stood out to me most that I, th- for me is actually the smart albums. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have been doing to design wedding books is actually, although I don't I don't edit in, in uh, Aperture, but I had been using... Aperture to design my wedding books mm-hmm. just because there was a book module and a Graphy Studio plugin that made it incredibly easy. Right. Um, you know, just where to the point where I could design an album in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. um, knowing the general flow of how I, you know, how I select images and everything like that. But with Aperture kind of on the out uh, and not being able to do all of the things that uh, are the options that I can do in Graphy Studio through Aperture, mm-hmm. uh, I was very impressed with Smart Albums, and I know that um, the, the competing one, it starts with an F. Uh, um, well, there's a competing service, which is basically, uh, the point is is that, you know, you just take all your photos, and regardless of the vendor that you use mm-hmm. for your books, you just uh, you plug in your album, you make it, you tell them what option you want to use for your vendor, and it literally is just as simple as it had been for me using yeah. using graphics uh, using uh, Aperture to design my wedding books. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, and you know, actually, and the other thing that got me too is um, for a while I had been looking at uh, Holdfast uh, uh, camera straps, mm-hmm. which are basically like these really like swank leather <laughs> dual straps because I shoot with two two camera bodies and everything like that. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, and I've been looking at them for a while, but in the but they're not cheap. You know, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. They're like on average three hundred or more dollars for these yeah, camera straps. Yeah. But the quality. I um, mean, I saw it in person. Yeah, and the quality is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, yeah, it is incredible. So you get what you pay for. And there. so and so I had to go for it because without you know the no tax thing, and then also with um, uh, what's the other thing? Uh, oh, just uh, that there was the discount mm-hmm. for WPPI. So. Yeah. Uh, so I've been eyeing them for a while, and I got them, and and you know those little things and presentation <laughs> of matter. So it's cool. I'm right. looking forward to 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 using them. Good. Um, so now this was your first WPPI. I mean, this was our fifth. So it's you know the the whole new kind of thing is mm-hmm. not there for us anymore. Sure. sure. So I I just want to hear from your point of view of your yeah. first time what you what you thought of it. Yeah. So absolutely, and. You know, I spoke to a few other people that had actually spoke about the difference between like the first time that you go and then mm-hmm. later on and everything. And for me, experiencing the first time, it's true. It was it was almost a little overwhelming with the yeah. amount of <laughs> um, things that are going on and uh-huh. uh, the trade show and the you know and you know like I said, I've been to other to like uh, Photo Plus in New York City, mm-hmm. but this was different in the sense that. Um, you know, there's just a different energy and there's a lot of people and, you know, there's all these people that, you know, like the first night that I showed up and yeah. we're, we're, we went to this bar and all of a sudden I see Peter Hurley, like, like, <laughs> like five feet from me. And I was going to go up to him, you know, cause there's right situations to go and talk right. to people. And then there's 
Wrong, you know, not appropriate situations mm-hmm. to go up and talk to somebody. But literally, you know, like 10 feet from me is what most people consider the best headshot photographer in the world. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, there's, there he is. There's Peter right drinking there. right over there. You know? <laughs> so, um, it, yeah, I mean, so there's that. But then there's also, you know, in terms of the overwhelming aspect of it, where I did go to a lot of the sessions and I did, you know, learn quite a bit from different people that I have, I had been following and watching. Mm-hmm. And, See, the thing is, is like, I feel like once you get going with this, and this is a conversation that I have with some other photographers there, but uh, we can get to the point where we kind of feel like we know what we do and we can handle ourselves and just walk into a room and figure things out. And we've got our shtick in terms of how we how right. we shoot a wedding. And I feel like I've got that too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can just walk in and I know what to do. Um, but if you, if you get to the point where you feel like you can't learn from somebody else, and I think that you're basically done because you're just going to stay standstill while everybody else keeps going. So, you know, I always approached learning from other people just like that. And, you know, some of the biggest things that I got were when people like uh, Susan Stripling or Jerry Gahonis would like show a photo of a room that was, you know, like a cluttered mess of, Mm -hmm. you know, brides getting ready in the morning and that kind of thing. It's like, you know, you know, and I think, okay, I see this photo and I see where they're going. And if I were in the situation, I would do this. Mm -hmm. But then they show what they do. And it's something (laughs) totally different where like, you know, like Jerry Gahonis will like put the light like right down the middle of somebody's face. And I wouldn't have thought to do with that on my own. But the beautiful thing about that and the most that I learned out of that is Mm -hmm. like, somebody else opening up their brain to show you what they are doing in those particular situations. Right. And then things start clicking. We're like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know? And, and that's where the real like learning process happens. Mm -hmm. Even if before I walked into that room, I feel like, Oh, I'm good. You know, like, like leaving yourself open to those opportunities Mm -hmm. uh, was very, very good for me uh, uh, to, you know, to, to learn from some of these people that I that I've been following and, and, yeah. and see the way they shoot and the way their brain processes mm-hmm. a particular scene. Yeah, and whenever I go, I just kind of throw everything out the window of what I know. You know, I just want to go in with a clear mind and saying, you know, I'm open to learn anything. And if I can walk away with, with learning one thing from a class, then they. Yeah. It's all worth it. Or, you know, sometimes you might go and learn what not to do if it doesn't oh, fit right. for yeah, you in your too. situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And there were, there's a little bit of that, but uh-huh. but not too much. You know, I want to say for the most part, like I learned, you know, a, a lot. Um, actually, some of the things that, um, you know, I think that was one of the biggest things for me is just that, and I knew this subconsciously and I know this subconsciously, but just the difference between quality and quantity of light which came up in a few different people present you know doing presentations Mm -hmm. uh where you know these cameras can kick up to a crazy high iso and that's great if you have quality of light like it's better to have a lower quality of light Mm -hmm. and you can kick up the iso to use that rather than than a lot of you know quantity of light which is just like if you have you know low light or even high light it doesn't matter as long as as long as if there's no like directional light or if you can't play with it right you don't have quality right. you have crappy high iso <laughs> photos you know um so uh so basically and actually roberto venezuela too who hit his session in particular where it's like you know you so you will walk into a situation where there's just crappy natural light mm-hmm. and you have to do something about that and right. that includes the use of flash you know mm-hmm. which totally is what i do but 
you know, he explains things very well. And I especially think to newer photographers mm-hmm. um, in terms of, uh, you know, taking taking your craft to the next step and understanding how important light actually is to creating beautiful photographs. Right. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So this is the I'm, I'm talking a lot here because this is like I'm like this is the overwhelming information that's kicking around in my head. No, right it's now, good. You know? It's good. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, remember at the uh, episode one, we talked about how we had things that we wanted to do for the new year. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, WPPI kicks off my new year. Like I always have goals after WPPI because I go, like I said, I go in with a clear frame of mind and I learn stuff, I have an open mind. And um, so I just kind of, you know, I make my goals after WPPI and mm-hmm. say, okay, this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be for next year. Yeah. And that's actually good in the sense that uh, if if the goals happen before that, Mm -hmm. you know, like we actually need a little downtime. Like there's nothing wrong with a little downtime. Not at all. At all. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good thing, people. You know, that's actually the part of, you know, maintaining, you know, being lively and and who we are as people, right? If Mm -hmm. if we're we're all work all the time, then... You'll burn yourself out. Yeah, you will easily burn yourself out. And and I can fall into that trap. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of... Oh, I have. A lot of people can. Oh, yeah. Um, so having a little bit of downtime, a little bit of refresh, you know, definitely. And then, and then, and then just leaving your mind open to, to learning new things from new people and then start planning your goals for the following year, I think is good. So, mm-hmm. um, cool, man. That's, that's uh, good. So now f- and another thing I go for is socializing, you know, any, mm-hmm. any people that, you know, did you meet? Yeah. So, um, quite a few people, uh, I did meet, uh, Susan Stripling, Jerry Gahonis, um, Frederick Van Johnson um, mm-hmm. from TWIP, which yeah. we ta- spoke a little bit about before, which was cool, man, because like I've been listening to him for for a, yeah, a while, years. you know, yeah. and and then actually, you know, to get there and talk to him, <laughs> you know, I told him we're doing the podcast and everything mm-hmm. like that, and I said that you know part of you know what did I tell him about that <laughs> that par- par- he's partly t- responsible for you know like what I'm doing and everything mm-hmm. like that, which is totally cool, you right, know. Right. Um, so it was good. We had a really good conversation just about podcasting in general and mm-hmm. finding a voice um, right. in podcasting, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the, all those little networking things all um, matter, and they you know down the road, especially and especially you know from listening to other people talk about their experiences at WPPI and how that yeah. led to different relationships that you build um, mm-hmm. in the industry uh, down the road. And speaking so. of people that uh, meeting in person, Andy and I we ran into Neil Neil Van Niekirk, yeah. which was our guest of last uh, the last episode which was really cool to see him in person uh because you know when, when we did the interview interview we did it over skype and then uh we also met up with scott jarvey yes uh, yeah. scott jarvey man. Yeah. what a guy that scott jarvey <laughs> interesting character i, I spent a couple uh, like a few a few different little things with him later uh-huh. on after you left and yeah. uh, we had a little crew walking around at one point really cool guy man yeah and it's, uh, uh and we took a picture. I couldn't. I could not believe it. Okay, that episode where uh, we had him had him on as a guest. We were talking about him having a an airstream. And what do you know? Inside WPPI, there was an airstream. Yeah. <laughs> what are, What are the chances of that? And we were and we were actually walking with uh, Scott at at the time, and uh, we we took pictures with him in front of this airstream. So that, that was really neat. Uh, actually, we'll post those pictures in the show notes if we can. So, so uh, one one little interaction that I want to let you know about is because you know I was trying to go up to people and meet people and everything like mm-hmm. that. And Roberto Venezuela, he's my man. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's my guy, right? Uh-huh. So the thing is, is like after a session, there's just way too many people around him, and that was like.
like not the right time, right? You know, and yeah. everything like that that we were, I was just mentioning. You'll just become another um, guy that you yeah know, he met it, it after his class, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but what I at, at the very least I did. Uh oh, what did you do? It went okay. Which dude to your man crush, Andy? <laughs> well, no. So, so it's exactly funny that you say that because I saw him just walking around, you know, the expo, and I was like, Roberto, what's up, man? I just got to let you know. I just want to shake your hand. Just want to shake your hand. I've got a little man crush on you. And I said it just did like you tell that. him that you're never going to wash that hand again. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't say that. But but he did say that I was very sexy myself. So and that was the extent of my interaction with Roberto because uh-huh. there was a lot going on. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't the appropriate time to kind of uh-huh. continue. But so I just want to let the you know <laughs> let you know. You know we made, That's made good. a little contact. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and actually, the only one other thing that I really wanted to mention um, from WPPI that I was really impressed by, and I, all of these sessions I was very impressed by in different ways. Even with uh, like Susan Stripling, who uh, got very emotional towards the end of her her presentation, mm-hmm. because you know talking about like why we do what we do and about family and remembering images, and you know it's like it is why we do what we do. It's about people, and I got a little emotional. Yeah, just listening to her at the end, which I wasn't expecting from her to be honest. Is she talking about her um, own family or capturing other uh, families, kind of thing? Well, I think both. So she was talking about you know shooting weddings, but then she threw up a photo of her and her her kids, mm-hmm. and then brought it back around, and then she almost couldn't speak. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. getting that into it, and I was like. You know, I got drawn into it in the sense that, you know, sometimes we think about these people and um, even like with a, with a Susan Stripling, who's really like killing the business side of things now. Mm-hmm. And then you start to wonder if these people are all just business. business yeah. But it really brought it back home to me that like, you know, like these people that are doing these things are out there for for a reason. You mm-hmm. know, like they've they've worked it for a reason and they're in, and it wouldn't happen if there wasn't the the real connection there at least especially in today's world yeah. you know yeah. and even jerry gahonis man the dude is a rock star you mm-hmm. know um the way he was the way he presents his he sessions his and everything stuff, like yeah. that um yeah. some of them he's a good speaker and a teacher too so. yeah and some of them do turn into commercials yeah. you know halfway through the they session have to. They, they have to they have know? sponsors and yeah you know they have to do it yep but um, oh, but then just the last thing that I just wanted to mention, and mm-hmm. if this episode goes long, I hope that's okay. But uh, but just, uh, Sam Hurd, okay, yeah. So Sam Hurd is uh, this photographer who I mentioned like in episode one or two or something like that that I was using prisms and this mm-hmm. kind of thing to shoot yeah, through. Yeah. Um, I kind of well, so I I don't feel like I totally got the idea from him, but I did. Mm-hmm. But in the sense that like I was shooting through chandeliers and stuff at this one wedding like a year and a year and a half ago or whatever it was. And and I got like cool like lighting prism effect things going mm-hmm. on. And then I was like, this is cool. Like I should bring something around with me or play with something. And then I started doing some googling, which led me to Sam Hurd. Okay. And he's like pretty much the guy right now who's popularized bringing you know like bringing these prisms around and doing all this stuff. And he does these uh, free lensing things mm-hmm. where like you basically take the lens off the camera and like move it around very much like a. Like a tilt shift, kind yeah, of kind of, uh, kind of uh, but it you know you get the light leaks in and okay. stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so you're just very creative. Uh. He puts these convex lenses in front of his in front of his glass mm-hmm. and gets uh, really just amazing effects and cool techniques and everything like that. And the other thing that was um, interesting with him is that he's shooting D750s right oh, okay. now. So he's kind of he's kind of like in my mind frame. <laughs> uh, he's got this. He's very science based with the way that he approaches these different techniques that mm-hmm. he uses, and it's. It was a very cool session, and uh, um, and I learned quite a bit from him too. Uh, even in terms of, 
like like I t- typically um, shoot with one focus point as okay. opposed to um, many mm-hmm. because I want to control the point. Yeah, and so I know do you I. do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We spoke about that a little, but uh, he well, two two very interesting things that he does that I n- do not do v- very rarely. Most of his work is shot in live view. Really? Yes. Shot in live view because with all the prism effects that he's doing, you kind of have to see a little oh, okay, bit with what's see. happening because you can really screw up some photos otherwise. Right, right. Um, and I found that very interesting. He shoots almost exclusively with a 35 and 50, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, and the rest is just composition. I, I really learned a lot from him because I feel like he's like the future of doing cool crap. You know, now, as opposed to just doing the same stuff that a lot of other people are doing. Now, did he cover um, if um, he actually plays it safe first, you know, gets his shots, and yes, then he plays? Absolutely. Or did he touch base on that at all? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I don't want our listeners to say, oh, I'm going to go play with these prisms and yes. different lenses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and they don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't get anything, and then all of a sudden they don't have, you know, have anything for their clients. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Always get your safe shots first yeah. and then start playing. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, for he he did absolutely touch on that, and I, there was some conversation on that within the within the session as well. Mm-hmm. So, good, good. Um, yeah. But then and then just the other thing that he did that kind of opened my eyes is he uses the three D tracking uh, autofocus for Nikon, which um, which I have in the D seven fifty, but I've always been selecting the one point. Mm-hmm. But it works really amazing, like way better than I would expect. I usually don't trust my cameras to do that. Yeah. But I was playing around with it. I was like, man, this stuff really works uh, for what it is. So 3D tracking, cool huh. stuff. Um, <laughs> Very good. Very anyway, good. that's that's what I had um, for mm-hmm. that I just wanted to mention about WPPI, WPPI. Now, that was your first. Now, do you have any advice now that you're, uh, now that you're a pro now to... Um, uh, <laughs> Do you have any advice for those who've never been? Well, yes. My advice is the same advice that I've gotten from listening to other photography podcasts about people when you go to WVPI the first time. Mm -hmm. And that's basically, I don't remember who it was. It might have even been, I listened to Photo Focus back in the day with Scott Bourne. Um, But one of the things I think it was he that said is just don't eat lunch alone. Mm -hmm. And I really made it a real point to never eat lunch alone and to introduce myself to new people. Yeah. And you know, very these these couple of these Spanish dudes that I met mm-hmm. out of their Chicago wedding photographers, okay. and and I, like this one time I didn't have anybody to eat with. I wasn't I wasn't hanging out with anybody, mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not eating lunch alone <laughs> right now. I'm gonna find a like a like a interesting table. I'm gonna just ask if anybody's. So I just went right up to these dudes, you know, and I was <laughs> like, like first day of school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I felt like I was at the cafeteria in kindergarten, or whatever, you know. But I, I just wonder if these guys were like, guys, what's up? Uh, you know, if anybody, you guys with WPPI, and I ended up sitting down with them, and I became friends with all these guys, and they're oh, totally, awesome. yeah, these Chicago. Um, so if uh, Jose and Jesus and uh, <laughs> and I forgot, I forgot my other friend's name. But if you guys are listening, what's going on? Hello, awesome. and, and thanks for yes, letting hello, me. Hello. Thanks for letting me chill at your lunch table. <laughs> but yeah, cool, I feel man. like that was the biggest point. Is like because it is about networking, it's about mm-hmm. people, and and leaving the door open to that. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. All right. Dude, I've been doing a lot of talking this episode. I apologize. No, that's Uh, okay because I wanted to see what your first time there was, you know, what it was like. So it's it's cool. cool. Yeah, it's just the overwhelming (laughs) thing of WPPI, baby. And then next year I'm definitely submitting photos because I have to because I know I've got to grow by doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely go um, there and... uh, Watch them be, you know, judge judge the photos. That's how you learn. Yep. And uh, and for those who never heard of WPI or 
or ne- you know don't know what it's about it's pretty much like the super bowl of wedding and portrait photography um if you've never been you got to check it out once and you know who needs an excuse to go to vegas <laughs> right well actually I'm, just, I'm not really I, a vegas person yeah, but I have to you got to do it once I needed the excuse. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas is kind of fake to me. It is. You know? It is. Like, There's nothing. Well, it's kind of like the Disney of for adults kind of thing. There's nothing really orig- original, mm-hmm. um, you know, about about Vegas. But I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot of money there. Yeah. You know? yeah, a lot of cool designs. A lot of things to take pictures of. It was warm, so, and then yeah. going out to the desert was cool. I went out okay, with some yeah. some buffalo photographer friends on mm-hmm. the last last day, which was very cool. So we had a good time. We good. had a really good time. It was awesome. Good, good. So all right. So yeah, I guess uh, we wanted to mention. You know, we saw Neil uh, Van Niekerk at uh, at the bar that one night, but we mm-hmm. just wanted to follow up a little bit with our conversation. That we had, and one of the things that he said, uh, and it's been going through my mind ever since he said it, which mm-hmm. it it didn't hit me when he first said it, but afterwards it kind of sunk in, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, he did he really just say? Yeah, that? actually, he, it's funny because I thought the same thing, and I was like, after we put it, I was like, did he say that? I yeah, guess he did. Yeah. I was like, we probably should address that, right? You know? Right. So, and then at the bar, you know, we we saw him and kind of brought it up again. Yeah. Yeah. And he also mentioned it on his. So, so uh, we're, before we totally oh, yeah. lose our listeners, what was it that, <laughs> that he mentioned? About, you know, nobody's going to make it through supporting their, you know, make it as a photographer and support their families of a full-time wedding photographer. Um, that's, that's pretty much what he said. And Yeah, he said that those days were gone. Yeah, he said gone. that the days yeah. of supporting your life as a full-time wedding photographer are gone with a family. Mm-hmm. And he now one of the things when i mentioned this to you is you know he is in new jersey right and there's a different market market. and thing going out there and Mm -hmm. the cost of living is higher etc um but it's not first of all it's not totally true because you and i are are doing it we have many other buffalo photographer friends that's what scared me doing that yeah like we're doing it yes and, and doing it well. Are like, those you know? days coming to an end, which I'm kind of scared of? But mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're putting original, high-quality work out there that people can't get from their iPhones or iPads or if they go out and buy you know, a camera from Best Buy, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're putting amazing quality work out there, then you'll be fine, I think. Yeah, well, you know, man... When I think about the amount of... Just, we're in Buffalo, all right? So we're in Buffalo in this... You know, Buffalo is Buffalo, but we love Buffalo. Okay, so I don't. I was. I want to love on Buffalo. It's, it's a, little a beautiful bit. city, and um, if you've never been to Buffalo, come see us. Yeah, it's you know? it's a good place. Just try and avoid the like January, February. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You won't like it here. I, I had these guys come out from Denver. unless you like skiing. <laughs> if you like to ski, you know, come on out. Yeah. Um, I, I had these guys come out from Denver on this on, for an engagement shoot, and mm-hmm. it was oh my god, it was like it was so cold, and it was in the middle of February. It was not. It was not pretty stuff, um, but. Uh, oh, yeah. So just the amount of photographers in Buffalo that are making it full time. Yeah. Like, like right now, I'm not worried about people making it full time because there's so many weddings happening. Like there's thousands of these weddings happening. Like when you look at the amount of weddings that are happening in the Buffalo area. And for me, the way that I have my pricing set up is I want to shoot 30 weddings mm-hmm. or 25 weddings or whatever it is. Everybody's got a different number. Right. We still have to do this pricing show and it's going to come <laughs> soon. Okay. But... But my business is based around, for me personally, like I want to shoot 30 weddings. Mm-hmm. And if there's thousands of weddings happening, thousands of them, all I need to do is, you know, try and book, book, book 30. Book 30. You know? mm-hmm. um, and 
I don't see a reason, at least right now, at least right now, mm-hmm. of that not happening. I'm not worried about next year or the year after. What I do think is long term, like when when we start projecting five to ten years out and the changes that are happening with cameras and yeah. and all this, then uh, we'll see what happens. You know, like <laughs> the, things could get interesting. Um, but right now, man, I like I I kind of do. I see where he's coming from, mm-hmm. but I disagree with the idea that it's not possible to support a full-time family, uh, at least in today's economy. It's, I think it may be very different than it was before, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had mentioned diversifying, which I totally agree oh, with, definitely. too. Yeah. Um, because even you know when we talk about five, ten years, if, if the market does change and, and all that, being able to shoot different work. Maybe adding some video production work mm-hmm. into your workflow. There's all these things that I have going on in my mind too, which I totally agree with him that I think that we should be thinking about. You know, because business is is business, and, and it's good to specialize. But leaving the door open never hurts in case you know think the market does change. Oh, a definitely. Bit, right? um, a couple of years ago, we did everything, and then all of a sudden, um, about three years ago, we became just exclusively weddings. And then we kind of noticed that a lot of our clients were going elsewhere for their baby photos and family photos and stuff like that. So that amazing relationship that we built just left. Yes. And then they were yep. building relationships with other photographers. So, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the referrals went the other way and stuff like that. Yep. So that really hurt. Um, it was cool for a while, but uh, it, it just hurt personally because, you know, you, you, saw, you saw your clients that you love... And that they were just going elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so then we kind of had to say, okay, let's let's try and make it work. Bring on more of a staff so that we can tackle a little bit more. Yeah. So. And man, like it, like that part of that piece of it is again, our business is about networking and it's about people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that really matters, especially you know, that's how I got started in this is by shooting portraits, right? Yeah. That's how I got started. That's how I built up my network is by shooting portraits, babies, maternities, mm-hmm. and then people in you know liked the quality of work and liked working with me personally and mm-hmm. then they started referring me to their friends right. for weddings. It works both ways. The weddings refer portrait work, portrait work goes out to, ref- to back to weddings. Mm-hmm. Commercial work. I've gotten a lot of commercial work from past wedding clients. Um, and I've done some commercial headshots where those commercial headshots have led to a wedding. Right. You know, so it all interrelates it all to, comes back. to yeah. networking. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to cut yourself off from that it, um, as best you can. No. Um, and now now that we're shooting, um, you know, babies and stuff like that, it's it's exciting to see our clients again. You know, they're on to the next you know, point in their lives as to where we get to document and these little little things come into our studio and you get to capture them. And then all of a sudden, like a year from now, we're going to see those babies again for their one year. It's it's really exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to uh, for this yeah. next chapter in, in our business and um, not just weddings anymore. Yeah, and um, it's people trusting mm-hmm. us with their lives, their essentially. biggest moments in their lives, yeah. yeah. Like, how amazing is that? Like, I'm honored every single time. Yeah, I pinch myself sometimes. Yeah. Is, this, is this what we really do? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And, and the kind of, like, with the Susan Stripling thing towards the uh-huh. end where she got emotional, like, yes, man. Like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Thank you for, so much for inviting me into your life to do this. Um, yeah, and, you know, that, that's one reason why I asked you of what she said, if it's for her family or mm-hmm. for her client's family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of hard work. But there's also a lot of sacrifice that we do. We do give up a yes. lot of our family time. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys or our listeners. Um, my family, they get together on the weekends. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get to go to those. Yes. And actually, I think that was part of the reason she got emotional mm-hmm. is because she might have even mentioned, you know, how much she's shooting. She was like 50, 60 weddings a year and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it does take a toll on the family. And I think that interrelated with with why she got emotional mm-hmm. with when she showed her children and why she does what she does does for you know for people and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, so. last year my nephew had a birthday party and we weren't even invited. And I was like, well, we didn't have a wedding. <laughs> and they were like, well, we thought you had a wedding. It's summertime. It's it was a Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like they, now they just kind of like wrote us off as far yeah. like they don't even bother to ask anymore. Yeah. Because we always <laughs> told them no, but we just happened to have that weekend open. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice in this job. So if you know, I I give a lot of props to the people who have kids mm-hmm. um, and our wedding photographers. You know, I'm we don't have kids, so um, for those who have families, man, heads off yeah. to you. Bravo, man! Because yeah. it's uh, very very tough enough to man to stay on top of what you and I are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, like like I think about what you and I are doing, like even with this podcast, and there's a time commitment involved with this. But then I kind of like expand that open to like you know some of these names you know what i mean like like susan stripling who has a family mm-hmm. and i'm like dude how do you do that <laughs> like how do you do like how that's well, amazing she's, she's also married to cliff montner yes right? who who now, gets it though he right. gets it because he he's does. also a photographer right so right. but they're both photographers and you know and they both have family so kudos yeah. to them yeah and everybody else who who's in that situation okay so neil uh you had mentioned this Lens distortion Photoshop yeah. plugin that you came across. Tell us about it. I came across this yesterday. Uh, it, was, it showed up in my newsfeed and um, it had a lot of mixed reviews of people posting it. One photographer, she posted in the Facebook group saying WTF exclamation point question mark. <laughs> and what this is is a plugin, and this goes all the way back to our first episode when, when Andy was talking about shooting through prisms. I've never heard of that or anything like that. But what this plugin does i i i thought it was an app when i first saw it i thought it was like an app for iphone of things cool things that you can do with your pictures but it's actually a a plugin for photoshop for the professional photographer and i was looking at i'm like i don't know how like i don't know i know what i feel about it uh, because i'm i'm all about creating original stuff like i don't want to use plugins that you know that's ex- everybody has access mm-hmm. to, and I just wanted your thoughts on on this. Yeah, because it's similar to the what you're doing, but you're doing it through the camera and not relying right. on on some post work. Right. Yeah, and I mean, this is basically now. Now it's funny because I just mentioned the Sam Heard thing, and basically this is like you know do that stuff without actually doing it, and then just kind of add it to your photos later. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually like very split on the idea of this um you know when i have couples in the studio that are asking you know the initial consult um what i say to them is i don't necessarily like make a new sky like i'll help one out that's there Mm -hmm. but i don't like add things in afterwards Yeah. yeah um but i but what i will do is you know like help things out so like for this plugin in particular where it's like you're getting these lens flare effects. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like weird lens flare or like light leaks and, and these kinds of things. Kind of like J.J. Abrams style of uh, yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. So like, I guess if you really want to add a lens flare, you mm-hmm. can. Uh, but now the argument for it, the argument, my argument for it is that sometimes you have like an amazing photo where like the bottom half, bottom right half, 
the bottom right hand side of the photo, for example, is like really not like there's like junk or clutter or like something that ruins an amazing photo otherwise that mm-hmm. you couldn't get in camera for whatever reason while you were shooting the right. wedding. And if that's the case, um, sometimes what I will do is, if it makes sense, like maybe either like do a gradient fade and just make that black or dark, you know, or just mm-hmm. and just lose that so that the listener, the listener, the uh, the viewer doesn't really notice that that that's happening. And if you can do it in a way that they don't notice that it's happening, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. And in this sense, if you can put a, a weird little light leak in some area that was cluttered, that that's that saves a photo to being to being great, mm-hmm. where otherwise it would be like a good photo with clutter in it. Yeah. Like I would use that photo, that filter. Like right. I, I'd do it. I would do it, but like only in that kind of situation, mm-hmm. um, where it where it you know made made it work for that situation. That's just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm not like opposed to it totally, but it's it's a different. Um, you know, it's another technique. So what you, uh, what you would use it as a tool to help an image out, but use it subtly, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would use it subtly unless I just decided that it was awesome <laughs> just, and, start, and, and in put there. it in a 900 out of 900 in my wedding photos, yeah, you yeah. know, because it was incredible. So everyone had a light leak. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... But I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I'm joking. <laughs> I hope you can tell me. <laughs> but no, I mean, check it out if you like that style. And if you don't want to do it in camera, and, um, you know, check it out. It's... Uh, it's called Lens Distortion. It's a plugin for Photoshop. It's new out there, so you might have to do a little bit of research of Googling. But, uh, but yeah, check it out. You might add it to your toolbox of your uh, plugins in Photoshop. So. Okay. And uh, this uh, will, just, just a brief note uh, here, just to stay current with what's happening. Uh, Apple has released some new MacBooks. <laughs> and are they good for photographers? Uh, Can they be? <laughs> I think so. I've I've been using my MacBook for I think six years now, okay, and it's still the same one. Um, I do need a new one, so I'm very excited about this new release. Um, and I hear there's a, a new USB called USB C, yes. which is supposed to be a lot faster, yes. which is awesome. So I don't kind have to of. just sit there and uh, oh, kind, kind of. of. What'd you hear? Well, there's a couple things going on, mm-hmm. and I can I can maybe help you decide on this on this laptop. Please do, please okay? do. So there's there are some compromises with it. Now, from a from a technical, beautiful Apple product standpoint, oh my god, it's amazing I want one right now. Uh-huh. Okay. But from a should I upgrade my current laptop to this MacBook? Yeah. There's a few things with it. Um so the processor inside it, do you know much about that? No, but please Okay. Please tell. So yeah, this, so maybe this is a, a a very good conversation or topic to have um, here because the issue with it is that um, this this laptop is a MacBook. It's not a MacBook Pro, um, and in and and the issue with it is that the, the processor is a M chip as opposed to like an i7 or i5. Okay. And these M chips are more designed for mobile use. It's similar to maybe a processor that would be in an iPad, something like that. Mm. So it's going to be a little bit underpowered as okay. far as actually editing photos. Now, can you do that? Yes, you'll be able to. But will it be much faster than like a laptop from a year or two ago with an i7? No, it'll probably actually be slower okay. than, than a MacBook from even a year ago that's, mm-hmm. that's a higher end. But mine is five years um, old, so I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, the, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, in that case, it might be even similar to on par, depending on if there's like an i5 in that or something. But yeah. um, so, the, the, so you are making a compromise with this MacBook in the sense that it's, it's not a higher powered processor. 
So something to be aware of. Like even the 13-inch MacBook Pro mm-hmm. um, is going to be a little bit more powerful than the MacBook, the beautiful MacBooks that they just released. Um, and then the other area that there's a little bit of a compromise is in this USB-C thing, which is just one... That's it. There's just the one... Uh, I want to say... <laughs> The one hole. Okay, but what is the, what is what is the appropriate technical term for the hole? Uh, input. Uh, um... Yeah, thank you. Input. Okay, so there's only one input. And it's USB C. The input sounds much better than the hole. Okay, <laughs> but there's only there's only one input, mm-hmm. and it's this USB C that you can make a dongle off of and have have the different inputs that you need, which is cool from a from you know that standpoint. But but there's only like one USB. So if you're somebody that plugs more than one USB in at right. a time. Um, that could be an issue. And then the other thing, too, is, is speed in the sense that uh, USB-C is actually USB 3.1, which is like the new quick standard, mm-hmm. um, which is so it's going to be better than USB 2.0 in terms of speed. Um, but it's not going to be fast as Thunderbolt, which um, okay. has been on the last few updated MacBooks, which is what we're daisy-chaining these monitors to now and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you're also lacking that support if you're interested in an even faster standard, standard which is the Thunderbolt. Um, so those are the compromises, and as long as you're somebody that can live with those compromises um, for the small form factor, which is oh my god, gorgeous, beautiful, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. Then it's a great laptop. Um, mm-hmm. But for for in my opinion, for many photographers, it may not be the best one just because of the the processing speed. Like whenever that's a beautiful thing about these MacBooks, right? Is I'm actually still using like a like a late. 2011 mm-hmm. MacBook, and I'm still cranking along, editing my photos, and I'm happy with the speed. Right. Um, because I buy the the highest powered one that I can at the time, so that it lasts four years before mm-hmm. I have to upgrade. Um, so I, as, as beautiful as it is, uh, I'm I'm waiting on the MacBook Pro um, announcements, which may not be for another six months before they have new models released. Oh, okay. But uh, okay. so we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, but we don't want to listen. We don't want to lose our PC uh, followers. So uh, we'll, I guess, we'll stop talking about Apple right now yeah, and, because and, there, and, there, <laughs> there's more uh, Apple news. But uh, that that's not really photography related. So yeah, but uh, and yeah, and, and I I still keep a PC around for mm-hmm. you know, gaming and things like this. <laughs> you know, just just to, just to remind myself, right. Right. What it used to be like. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you had to go there. <laughs> no, no. Actually, it's all good. And actually, if you're as technically smart, then you can actually save a lot of money and use a PC oh, and you're just as good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, I just like to plug and play and, and go. Yeah. You know, I don't have the time that's to mess around with that. No, I'll, I'll spend the premium. <laughs> I will. Um, okay. And I think... Are we done? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's about those it. Those are our topics. All right. So, yeah. Listen. Wedding photographers, this is very important. Please, there's a lot of a lot of people that have been listening to the show and been leaving some nice comments and giving some nice feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that we're missing is reviews on iTunes. Please, <laughs> if you've been if you've been enjoying the show, if you've been picking up anything that's useful in your business in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. you know, please do like leave us a review. That would be really helpful to get the word out there that we're doing this. Um, and also questions, man, questions, send them in. Help us help you. Exactly. I want to say that one more time. <laughs> help us help you. If you give us questions, if you want, to, if you're trying to become a successful wedding photographer, uh, you've got, uh, you've got, you've got me, you've got Neil. We're doing mm-hmm. it, man. We're making things happen. We'll answer your questions. <laughs> Definitely. All yeah. you got to do is send them in. Just let us know. All right. 
And that's, I think, is pretty much it, man. Uh, Neil, where oh, are yeah. people from? Oh, oh, actually, actually you know ahead. what? I do want to um, touch base on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, uh, a Can-Am photo- Photography Expo that was that's taking place this weekend. Uh, I was signed on to uh, uh, teach a couple classes there, but there were, there were a couple scheduling conflicts as to where they just kind of wanted like one wedding photographer to teach the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I could only have done like three classes of, of, uh, of what my schedule could handle. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners who are going to be there or if they signed up there to, to be there for me, I do apologize that, you know, they, they did have to find someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully next year I'll, I'll be able to be there. But for the things I was teaching, we will touch base on future episodes. So the content will, will be coming your way via podcast. Okay, very good. So and, I just want to touch base on that. Yep, that's great. Um, and uh, yeah, and then just again, questions, send them in. We'd prefer to, to, what is it? I have these in my notes. I wanted to say this to you too. What was it? We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. There you go. Okay, <laughs> questions, send them in. Yeah, if you want to be these a part of our community, keep coming. You yes. gotta, gotta give us reviews and send us questions. Yeah, and so. help us out because mm-hmm. this is not, uh, it's somewhat time consuming to do this. So make it worth our time. Let's 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 have a party here, people. Let's <laughs> unite. All right, I'll, and and just love it, man. Neil, where can people find you? Uh, just Google my name, Neil Urban, uh, N E A L U R B A N. And I'm Andy Buscemi. My last name, if you Google it, is B U S C E M I. Thanks, everybody. We will see you around. Unite, people. <laughs> Wedding photographers. Take care, everybody. Love what you do. Goodbye. Wedding photographers. Unite.